Welcome to the season three premiere of Irish Exit Everything. My name is Frank, and I'm really excited about this season because I really think we hit our stride in the second half of last season. So let's keep that momentum going. But then again, what do I know about strides? Anyway, this season, I want to focus on differences, and I want to talk to people who are different from me because managing differences is what makes the world go round, right? You know, this opinion is different from that opinion, so does that make me right and you wrong, or vice versa? I don't know, so let's work it out. This episode, I want to talk about beauty, because beauty is the whole point, right? We like shiny cars, beautiful scenery, and most importantly, pretty people. We're all just trying to find someone we enjoy looking at for the rest of our lives. Beauty might only be skin deep, but that's the first thing we see when we look at people. You know, our first impression of people is either, damn, you fine, or damn, no thanks. And first impressions are hard to break, so beauty really is a strong influence in everyday life. Now, before you get on your high horse and say, it's what's on the inside that matters, I agree with that, but the outside matters too, a lot, and there is a science to beauty. There's this book called The Biology of Beauty, which basically breaks down that attractiveness is determined by symmetry, youth, waist to hip ratio, and body mass index. Now, the reason humans are biologically attracted to these features is because they are typically directly correlated to health and fertility. And at the end of the day, we're just filthy animals looking for a healthy, fertile mate, right? So we can't help but be attracted to someone who has a good symmetrical face and a tight body that's probably good for baby making. We can't help it. It's an unconscious drive. And I thought it was funny that the book pointed out that attractive males tend to have more reproductive success. Well, yeah, if you look good, you'll have more opportunities to give sex a try. Biology aside, what's really unfair for ugly folks is that there are social benefits to being attractive as well. So pretty people are really getting ahead in the game. Uh, even if it's not the case, attractive people are usually perceived to be more intelligent, loyal, dependable, and strong leaders. Uh, even if they actually have shit personalities, we see a dime piece and we're like, mm, please tell me what to do. It's called the halo effect. Like the halo, the glowing thing above an angel's head. Because when we see an attractive person, we think they're divine, basically. And when you're divine, you can convince people to pretty much do anything. I mean, you see it all the time on social media with, like, Instagram influencers. You know, I lost count of how many watches I bought because a model told me to. That's not true, but you know what I'm talking about. Attractive people are influencers for a reason. You might be able to look past the sales pitch, but a lot of people can't. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying we need to admit that there are attractive people and unattractive people and attractive people have an advantage. Is that a bad thing? No. I wish I had an advantage. Who doesn't? But you gotta work with what you have. Now, I said I want to talk to people who are different from me, and this episode's about beauty, so you might be wondering, Frank, where are you gonna find an ugly person? Well, you've got it backwards, friend. I'm the uggo. How do I know? Well, since about the age of 10, I've had to rely on my personality to get people to talk to me. That's how you know. If you are very rarely approached by people out of the blue, then you're probably ugly. And if they don't stick around for long, you're probably ugly, or you don't have anything interesting to say. In which case, best of luck to you.
Now don't feel like you have to tell me, oh Frank, come on now, you've got attractive features. Just stop. It's fine. I'm a creature from the Ginger Lagoon. I've come to terms with this. Some people got it, some people don't. Like I said before, that's just science. And someone who does have it is my guest. Her name is Kate Lazarski, and she's a brand ambassador for Lululemon, among other endeavors. You can find her on Instagram at Kate Lazarski. Please give her a follow, and here's our conversation. Uh, Kate, I want to talk to you about Instagram influencers, um, that kind of lifestyle, and more broadly, beauty standards, especially on social media. Now, you yourself are an ambassador for Lululemon, right? Yep. And when I reached out to you, initially you mentioned you're not really sure if that means you're an influencer. Right. So let's try to break that down real quick. Um, from my understanding, an influencer is someone who basically persuades their audience to buy certain things. Uh, it's not like they're outwardly saying, hey, buy this, but you know, they're just living their cool lives, looking good, and, and they happen to have, I guess, product placement in their posts. And by doing that, they're influencing their audience to buy that product. Um, now, what would you say are your responsibilities as an ambassador on Instagram? Is it similar to that? Um, so, and we had like an introductory meeting and, and all of that, like when, um, you know, I was being onboarded and typically their ambassadors are people in the athletic space or fitness or, you know, instructors and things like that. But, for their Detroit store, they wanted more of like that lifestyle ambassador. So that's the category that I fell into. So I, you know, work for the landlord that they took space in a building in. So, um, you know, it kind of like overlapped with my job as, as being an ambassador. They just um, kind of, you know, just explained during the onboarding that my position as an ambassador would be to layer in Lululemon with my everyday life. So whether it's wearing it, working out or on the weekends or, you know, different pieces that I could wear to work, that's just kind of like their description of what they wanted. Um, it really wasn't geared towards my Instagram, but I guess that's mm. like another layer of what would be encompassed in that. So it does gotcha. like kind of fall into that. But I, and again, like influencer is not the word that I love. <laughs> because it's just gotten this really bad rep lately um, for good reason. I mean, some people take advantage of the term and, and have different descriptions of it. But I truly, I just I just do my thing. And a lot of people come to me for restaurant recommendations in the city or, you know, where to shop. And, and my job is kind of the thing that gives me that outlet, um, just like knowing the new, the new things and living down here. So, again, like, influencer is not my favorite term I'm more of like you know content creator or everyday helper I don't know. <laughs> uh, not as not as sexy of a term but um I mean you know people will coin it any way they want but yeah I, there there are those groups that do just post about you know whatever toothbrush or something and <laughs> that and, but that's part of the thing like that's you know people are capitalizing on it and I think that's great like that's a whole market that you know brands are seeing as a benefit to them so mm-hmm. for them. yeah for sure yeah I agree with you I think influencer kind of has a negative connotation now um, and when you tell someone that you're an influencer they're like oh so you don't actually have a real job um, but I think content creator is a good term for it um, everyone wants more content these days 
So right. I think that's a good way to describe it. Um, how would you say somebody becomes an Instagram influencer or ambassador in your case? How, how did it happen for you? Um, again, so I had a relationship with the group as they were opening their store and it was their first one in Detroit and, um, you know, just kind of navigating the, the space downtown and, um, they had locations in the suburbs, but this was a new territory for them. So just helping them through that and understanding the layout of the city and kind of like who's who and where to go and, and things like that and how to host events and whatever. Um, so that's kind of like my my personal story with that. But for other people, I think, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, again, I'm no expert in the field, but it's really hard to kind of be different these days. So, you know, that's kind of one thing. Like, everybody's posting gorgeous photos now, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So it's, it's, you got to stand out somehow. I, I don't have the answer for what that is, but find a niche and be good at it. And then I'm sure people will want to see and, and follow along and be part of what you're creating. Right. So you gotta be, you have to be able to provide what people want to see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, I don't know what that is, but some, there's somebody out there for everybody, you know, right. um, whether it's like a health page or food or fitness or, I don't know, makeup, like people love that stuff. So, um, but again, it's a pretty saturated field right now. So mm-hmm. um, you got to stand out some way, um, whether it be good or bad. I've seen some people post some pretty crazy things just to like gain followers, and you know what? To each their own. So could you give um, could you give an example of some crazy things you've seen? I mean, you just see like I don't know, like like girls posting like like really risque photos or you know people on top of buildings like endangering their lives and you know like things like that that are they're like i'm gonna get followers like you know it's, it's all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that's like yeah it's it, it, the photos are really cool but like what's it worth and like i, I don't know like it's a whole that's a whole nother mm-hmm. thing but yeah i mean hashtag do it for the gram exactly honestly that's that's the whole thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, would you agree that because um, you mentioned you have to stick out nowadays to be an influencer, would you agree that most influencers are very attractive people? Oh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's I. I feel like it varies depending on you know, like some influencers don't even post photos of themselves; they just post like their food. You know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's that's a good point. Yeah, it's a completely different space. It doesn't, I don't think it necessarily has to do with, you know, what you look like. Of course, there are, like, the Instagram models that are flawless that, you know, yeah, people are following them because they're gorgeous, but, like, that's any model. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you see Gigi Hadid, and you're like, oh, my God, she's stunning. Obviously, she's a model, so it's like, yeah, you're, you know, it's it's kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that that's what defines an influencer as being pretty. That's fair. But I think that the influencers that do post pictures of themselves are typically better looking than a lot of other people. Yeah, I mean... Just from what I've seen. It could be their confidence level. It could, you know, like if someone doesn't feel confident or, or pretty or whatever, like they might not be wanting to post photos of themselves, you know? 
Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Like, but there's also like apps, so maybe they're not pretty and they're just editing their face. Like, I don't know. You never know. That's true. You never know. Uh, before I ask this next question, uh, just a quick side note. Uh, this isn't me making a pass at you. Uh, I'm gen- genuinely curious. Uh, but, but when did you first realize you were better looking than other people? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think I'm better. I mean, I, irrelevant. It's not, it's not <laughs> something that I have a mindset on. Um, I think you're just being humble. I mean, I true. I appreciate the compliment. I really do. Um, but I think they're, you know, much prettier. Much, like, everyone's different. Everyone's, you know, mm-hmm. pretty in their own way. I don't think anyone's, like, necess- like, yeah, I don't. There's never been a point when I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm better. No? <laughs> never? No. Absolutely hmm. not. Because I've always wondered, um. If people who are attractive realize they're attractive, or they're just being humble. I'm sure there's people that are, like, very confident in their skin, but everybody has their own insecurities, including myself, including the models of the world. Like, there's nobody that thinks they're perfect. And if they do, like, that's wonderful. I mean, I'm glad for them, but it's not myself. Uh, But have you ever noticed people treating you differently because you're more attractive than other people? Uh... Not, like, not something I would notice, um, but, like, I mean, this day and age, like, girls get treated differently anyways. Like, it's not like I would get treated any differently than my friends, like, walking, you know. Yeah, but do you hang out with uh, attractive friends? I think all my friends are pretty. Yeah, so if if you're all hanging out with each other, then you wouldn't be treated differently because you're all attractive. Yeah, I guess you have a point. <laughs> Oh, I think a lot of girls are pretty. I'm biased. Or, I don't know. That's a, I don't know. It's a weird... That's a weird question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to make... Uh, pretty. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable. I'm, I'm genuinely no, curious. No, yeah. It, honestly, that's never a question I've ever gotten in my whole life. So really? Like, no, I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, do you think there's a certain level of pressure to being attractive? Like, you feel you have to keep up your appearance at all times? I, I think that's just, like, it's not, like, a question of the level of pressure of being attractive. I think it's a level of pressure of just, like, everyday life. Like, every, I mean, it's completely different for boys and girls. But, like, for girls, like, we have to get our, ma- like, our nails done, our a- eyelashes, whatever, like, hair, all that stuff. Like, yeah, of course there's pressure. Like, mm-hmm. you shave your legs every day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, I can't just, like, I mean, there are days I just roll out of bed and I feel, like, worse about myself than I did the day before but yeah I think that's just like an everyday like normal society pressure it's not like a you're prettier than someone else pressure right I'm trying to get around to you know the today's beauty standards and like the pros and cons to that so why do you feel like there is a pressure in society to especially for women to look good all the time gosh I think that definitely does like there is an Instagram or social media relationship towards that. Like, there are all these beautiful people that post photos of themselves. And, you know, even myself, I'll fall into that trap of, like, scrolling and seeing, like, the prettiest people in the world and, like, you know, being like, wow, I should do this differently or I could do this better or whatever. Like, of course you're going to, you know, 
you're going to relate yourself to them and compare and that's just life and sometimes you just have to get off social media and be comfortable and confident but yeah that's I mean a big part of it um you just have to either I don't know like maybe it is some motivation for people though maybe if somebody like wants to lose weight or whatever and they see someone that posts like this great diet plan or something like that like it does have you know positive outcomes Hmm. that's a good point I think, yeah, humans have always compared ourselves to one another, and social media just amplifies that because it's right there on your phone in your hand at all times. Exactly. So you're constantly comparing, which is a bummer. It really is. Like, it's, what is that term that people, like, they're like, uh, gosh, I can't, I can't think of it. It's not like a FOMO, but there's a term that's like, you compare yourself to others like, at all times, and, um, yeah, it's, it's not healthy, and I think, and I I know that they're testing it in, like, Canada, but they're, like, getting rid of, like, the likes and stuff on Instagram, and I think that that's a great thing, because you can't have your self-worth be determined by an app, and I think a lot of people are, are it, it, that's definitely something that's relevant to them, and, and that it shouldn't be, but honestly, like, it can get to people's heads, and, you know, if they don't get a threshold of likes in like a certain amount of time they'll like delete a photo that it could be meaningful to them like it could be them and their dog or whatever mm-hmm. and they're like oh I'm not getting enough likes I have to delete this like it should be a photo fo- like I post photos for myself and like if, if other people don't like it that's fine like don't like it but like I like this photo and I'm gonna post it so it's like you just have to be to a certain level just okay with I mean, it's not like getting denied, but it's just like, you just have to be okay with everything that you're doing for yourself. And you can't compare to every single person that's on this social media platform. That's Which a... is hard to do. Like, honestly, like, yeah, for yeah. myself, for everybody, like, it's hard to not compare. Again, when it's at your fingertips and just easy to do. Um, but. I think that's a healthy outlook, um, but I don't know if we've gone too far down the social media road to come back from that. Right. Yeah, I mean, unless it's deleted, like, they can delete <laughs> right. it tomorrow, you know, and, and we could all just be normal people again. Like, I don't know, like, this, that Black Mirror episode that, like, everybody is determined by, that's a real thing. Like, people mm-hmm. look at the amount of followers you have and think that you're you know, your status or whatever, like that, I, it's absolutely ridiculous, but that, it's a real thing, um, yeah. you know. Yep. That's interesting that you said Canada is getting rid of likes? So yeah, they, they beta tested it, um, on Instagram in Canada, and they got rid of the number of likes, so you can't see that, um, like, under someone's photo, you can't see, like, 300 people like this, you just see, like, a couple people like that pop up but like if you want to know the amount of people you have to physically count them like it oh wow that's weird I, it's, I know it's, and it's like they said that it's already like helping with people's um, like mental disorders like this, this is a real like issue people are having like it's not just like a I'm feeling down on myself like people are like truly depressed and it's not good like we don't want and I'm sure the founders of Instagram like never intended it for it to be a negative thing, but like it turns into that. Yeah. 
And you think to yourself, oh, it, that's crazy because social media hasn't been around for that long. But, I mean, it's been around for 10 years, a little more than 10 yeah. years. Yeah. I that's mean, plenty I mean, of time to have an effect. My face and all of that, like. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, what are your career goals, and do they align with your goals for social media? Yeah, so um, I mentioned I'm in real estate, so I work for a developer downtown Detroit. They fully know that I do, you know, like Instagram thing, um, and they support it, and I utilize it for my job. I'll travel and meet with, you know, clients and, and potential tenants to bring downtown, and, and um, so I'm in business development for them, and, you know, it's a tool that it's out of the box from like a typical corporate thing, but it's something that they really, you know, appreciate. And it's, it's a different technique of like, I think it's going to be like part of everyone's corporate job. Like eventually it's just like they're, you know, everyone goes straight to social media or, in, or Google even to like search someone instead of sending a cold email, I can just like DM someone and get a meeting. Right. That's how I got this phone call set up with you. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so like you're enhancing your, you know, job or corporate life or whatever um, through DM. Like, that's amazing. I think it's so cool. So that's honestly one of my favorite parts about social media. Yeah, so there are benefits to social media, even though it's affecting people's mental health. Tons. There's, there's a countless pros, countless cons. Like, there's, like, there's, you know... Things that weigh each other in every aspect of every platform. This is just another one of those. And so that's just, you know, something people have to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. And if all else fails, we can always just look at attractive people on social media. It, right? Yeah, I guess. I guess that's the new, uh, it's just like what it's for. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, just wrap it up here. Anything you'd like to plug? Like, what are you up to? Um, so yeah, actually, um, I did start a business with two of my girlfriends. It's a city guide. Um, it's an Instagram website. We have videos on YouTube, but it's called 48 hours. And we just spend a weekend in cities around the country and, um, you know, create city guides for them on like what to do, where to stay, where to eat, where to go out. So it's really fun. Um, so 48 hours HRS is our, uh, is our Instagram. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it's it, that's like my most favorite part of social media is like being able to create content with my best friends and make make money off of it. Because that's what you are. You're a content creator. Ex- thank you. Thank you so much. Exactly. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, thank you so much for your time and for tolerating my questions. <laughs> no problem. I look forward to the podcast. I think Kate offered an interesting perspective as a content creator or everyday helper who happens to be an attractive person, even though she didn't want to admit that she's attractive, which is such an attractive person move, right? But she says something along the lines of, everyone's pretty in their own way and you just have to be okay with being yourself. And that's easy to say when you're attractive, but when you look like me, it's more difficult. But seriously, is beauty all sunshine and symmetry? She did allude to the fact that there's a pressure from society, especially for women, to feel like you need to look your best all the time which is amplified by our constant comparison of each other on social media. and That's not good for your mental health. And people who are wanting to be considered attractive are even using apps to enhance their looks, like Facetune or whatever it's called. 
And that can't be good for your self-esteem if you need to digitally modify yourself because you feel less than. That's messed up. Irish exit beauty standards. Beauty is a fact, but your beauty doesn't determine your worth. Don't worry about needing to look a certain way because you probably don't, and that's fine. I'm talking to all my fellow fugly peeps out there, you know who you are. And it's crazy, think about it. Pretty people are still striving to look more pretty. Like, what? You're already there, you can stop. Us bottom feeders adore you. Where does it end, you know? I'm just gonna quit while I'm behind. My only regret is I will never be an Instagram influencer, pushing beard oil in front of a mountain or some shit. This episode is brought to you by... <laughs> just kidding. Thanks for listening to this absurdity, and beautiful or not, I hope you'll join me next time. Oh, and follow 48 Hours on Instagram, at 48HRS. I don't actually know if Kate will want that plug after listening to this. Oh, well. Irish exit everything. Irish exit everything.